0: My name's Mark from the Library Service, Buckinghamshire Library Service, and I have the pleasure today of being joined by none other than Mary Shelley.
1: Um, good afternoon, Mark. Hello. How are you?
0: I'm very well, thank you. And you?
1: Um, yes, feeling a little peaky, but I suppose one can't complain when one is 224 years old. I suppose um, there are going to be a few aches and pains.
0: Doing very well for it. I suppose I'll go straight into my first question there which is what does bring you back to our mortal realm and to Marlowe no less?
1: Ah yes a uh, very good question. Um, well of course I was a resident of Marlowe um, very much at the time I was penning my most famous tome Frankenstein or the modern Prometheus. Um, And I felt um, it it was the bicentenary of the publication of uh, Frankenstein in 2018, and yet there was barely a ripple of recognition um, within Marlow, and I suppose uh, quite soon after that I started hatching a plan in terms of um, bringing education to the people of Marlow, and this I now fulfil by conducting walking tours around the town. I had a, a summer season, if you like, where uh, the tales of Marlowe were quite light. Um, and I have just, just been embarking on an after dark tour, more fitting for the winter months. Yes, it was that combination which has brought me back into the, this modern realm.
0: And uh, so suitably spooky ones at the moment, then, is it, around Halloween?
1: I should imagine every town has its fair share of fascinating facts, but Marlowe really does have some intriguing tales. I'm afraid it is not possible for me to divulge what they may be, because, of course, Mark, I would very much like to see you upon one of my tours, so I'm hardly going to give too much away today, although that was a nice try.
0: (laughs) No spoilers, that's fine.
1: No spoilers.
0: When you were writing Frankenstein, um, and I must admit many of my questions do focus on Frankenstein as much of the conversation does around you, Um, did you have any idea, maybe even hope, of how, just how popular Frankenstein would become?
1: Obviously, at the time, there, were, there was a lot of, shall we say, experimentation going on. There were many scientists doing some very peculiar things. Um, so there was a real appetite for the idea of, of, a, of a mad scientist, if you like. I, I suppose I was very much influenced by that. Um, and when the novel then was published um, under a pseudonym, um, I hasten to add, I knew the appetite was there. It was not necessarily an enormous surprise. Of course, my mother was a published author herself and my father, uh, we were a, a literary family. So it was not a utterly alien experience. And of course, I, I was with my, my darling Percy. Um, so the literary world was very much a feature of my life. Um, but in terms of the um, incredible Sales of my humble tome yes I, I suppose that was rather a, a revelation um, and rather splendid and the fact that um, as I say despite the rather muted response to the uh, bicentenary in 2018 there is clearly an appetite still for, um, for Mary Shelley um, as the, my, my, my humble tours have been um, very popular so far
0: ironically lead to you kind of achieving kind of literary immortality, he said to the dead author.
1: I think I'm described as the um, the first in the sort of gothic horror genre. I was first, which is, um, it's always nice to be first at something. And, and the fact that it is still talked about, films are made, it is performed. The, the image of um, Frankenstein's monster is is, is such a strong image, uh, still within people's minds, in, in, the, in the common psyche. So, um, yes, that is a tremendous thrill. Yes. Delightful.
0: Yes, I, d- I don't know if there's many, if, if there's any, possibly other than Dracula, um, any, anything that has been adapted more. It's got to be up there. Do you have any particular favourites?
1: Oh, let me see. Well, um, yes, possibly would have to be uh, The Young Frankenstein by Mel Brooks, um, because I... You know, I'm not adverse to a sense of humour, um, and there are certain aspects of that which uh, are, are rather jovial and amusing. So, uh, yes, I think if I was to pick one out, it would have to be that one. Marty Feldman, I mean, uh, if I'd known about him, the writing of, of um, uh, the modern Prometheus, I mean, maybe I could have sort of slipped that character in somewhere. But uh, yes, yes, marvellous, absolute genius.
0: And you mentioned being the first for the gothic horror. And I think the other genre you're often credited as creating with Frankenstein is um, science fiction. Did you get that feeling when writing that you were creating something new, a new kind of story?
1: I mean, I was very well read. I I started reading, funnily enough, developing my, my study of languages at my mother's grave. For my father would encourage me to trace the... Uh, motifs upon my mother's grave with my fingers. And that is how I developed my understanding of letters and the English language. Um, And whilst um, my father did remarry, which did not please me, I was not uh, very impressed by my stepmother, mainly because um, she sought to educate her own daughter, but not me. I, I was not given a formal education. But thankfully, the house was very well stocked with literary tomes, which I was at liberty to leaf through on a a daily basis. So I I was extremely well read, um, very literary child, very bookish. I think when I developed the idea of Frankenstein, yes, it is not something that I had discovered upon my travels through um, mother and father's extensive library. So yes, I, I felt I was perhaps bringing something rather unique to society.
0: Despite you creating it, it obviously wouldn't be long before science fiction itself would become known as something of a boys club, um, as indeed many genres and writing would. But in recent years, we've, uh, we have seen some uh, great feminist science fiction coming out. Uh, Naomi Alderman and Christina Dulce are two that come to mind that I greatly enjoyed. Um, and Margaret Atwood has returned with a sequel to uh, Handmaid's Tale. Do you consider Frankenstein to have some feminist themes?
1: Well, you see, what you have to understand um, at the time, it was very much a, a male world. Um, and whilst there were women doing monumental things, my mother, for instance, w- was a wonderful woman. Um, one might argue was championing um, women's rights a hundred years before the suffragettes, rejects a hundred years or more before the suffragettes, rejects for instance. It has to be said that... Um, women do not feature greatly in my work and i was forced to publish it under a pseudonym that that of a um a, a male pseudonym just to have the have the credibility which which is um outrageous outrageous Absolutely. mark that was the way of the world at the time and i still had the satisfaction that people digested enjoyed were enthralled by my work, which was of course undertaken by a woman.
0: Yeah, the female characters in the book certainly don't fare well. There's an argument to be made. Does how how would the creature turn out with the more feminine aspects of the creation of life, of birth, of a motherly loving figure? How just how different the book would have been. Probably not anywhere near as entertaining. But
1: yes, it would not perhaps um, have been so entertaining. It would, would probably have been a much um, much happier tone with a with a pleasant ending, with everyone living comfortably and um, being more content, yes, Yes. definitely. And probably
0: wouldn't be quite as well remembered in that case. My next question was about how much of a struggle it has been taken seriously as a woman, I think you've kind of covered that though, um, you said you had to initially publish it under a male name,
1: Yes, indeed. I was not alone in that, of course. I mean, the, the Brontes, George Eliot, etc. Yes, so, um, I'm afraid we were all doing it at that time. These are the depths to which we had to stoop, I'm afraid,
0: pretending
1: to be men. I mean,
0: You also mentioned your own lear- teaching yourself, you're learning the, um, the, cl- the various classics and Frankenstein itself has many literary references within it. Can you talk about any of some of the big influences on, on creating that story?
1: Really, for me, the main influences were all the scientific discoveries that were going on at the time. I mean, it, it was um, it was rife. There were all sorts of uh, peculiar scientists locked away in, in um, behind strange edifices, doing all sorts of peculiar things, and it, in it, they, those were very much my influences. Of course, uh, living in the household I was in um, with my father. Uh, William, um, obviously, my my poor mother um, died when I was born, almost I mean, it was almost during childbirth. I mean I, I was delivered successfully, but there were complications afterwards. A consultant was summoned, he introduced an infection and my poor mother died. Um, but nevertheless, the the legacy was there of all her great works, her library, we had literary figures visiting the house constantly and indeed that is how I, I met my Percy. Father wasn't pleased. He wasn't pleased that um, I took Percy to mother's grave and, um, and then eventually we sort of ran off to Switzerland with, uh, with Byron and um, obviously sat by Lake Geneva telling our ghostly tales which is where my ideas were, were spawned for Frankenstein. But I did write most of it in Marlowe, I have to say. But the seed was sown amongst um, very literary people. So I, I was surrounded by them. Yes, it is fair to say there were many influences.
0: And you mentioned the writing there and you, you, did, you did write plenty of other books. Did you ever feel frustra- frustration that Frankenstein kind of overshadowed your body of work as a whole?
1: I suppose one always feels that the most recent creation is the best and that one is always striving to be better and something one may have written at 17 or 18, which is uh, how old, um, I mean, I, I was literally sort of in my late teens when I wrote Frankenstein and one would hope to um, to improve, but um, gratifying nevertheless that uh, Frankenstein was so popular. Interestingly, um, one of my last novels, The Last Man, funnily enough, it may amuse you, I, I don't know, it's sort of in a macabre kind of way, but it was about a global pandemic. Perhaps the the title rather gives away the ending. <laughs> you know, one might argue that perhaps I, I saw all that coming.
0: Uh, and were not shortage for dystopian science fiction either, another sub-genre helped with that. Uh... Yes.
1: Yes, well, I mean, when you consider my life, Mark, I mean, it's hardly surprising that uh, my my writings were rather grim. As I say, I lost my mother painfully young. I didn't know my mother. I didn't like my stepmother. I lost Percy. I lost... I had four children. I lost three children. Percy's first wife rushed off with me, and his first wife um, killed herself. Is it any wonder that... um. My material is rather bleak. However, I do have my, my my dear surviving son Percy was actually a real a real rock to me, and um, he wasn't like me really. He was not really a literary sort of chap. He was um, quite sporty, and he was into rugger, all that type of thing. And um, but he was a real rock to me, and and um, yes, I I I lived with him um, in my dotage, if you could call that at the call it that although um, I I might be talking to you now Mark but I did not live to a particularly ripe age unfortunately but nevertheless I did have the consolation of my darling son Percy.
0: Do you consider the story as a whole to be a cautionary tale and is is it like against the unknowns of science or is it the arrogance of man, Um, the idea that you shouldn't play with electricity?
1: Certainly the arrogance of man. Obviously, um, stepping into the modern world um, as I am just at the moment, no one really learnt from my prophecies, did they? No one read Frankenstein and and appeared to learn anything, um, because the arrogance of man continues, does it not? Um, And... Now we are having to um, stop uh, uh, an enormous ocean going liner, aren't we? And it is going to take several years to bring it all to a stop and try and turn it round.
0: Considering it as a warning for the future, how do you think we're doing?
1: Not terribly well, Mark. Not terribly well i'm not very happy with um ha- how i find the world today i mean it's very disappointing um i was hoping to come back and and find people had heeded my words um tried in in a, some of my tomes to uh part um useful um lessons and yet no one seems to have taken them on board do they
0: You've come back and you're spending a bit of time around Marlow now, as well as back then. Do you have a particular favourite area?
1: Well, I'm very fond of West Street um, because, of course, Albion Cottage, that's where Percy and I lived. I say I'm fond of it. It was actually a a very sort of large, drafty place, quite damp. And we were very near um, Sir William Borlase's School for Boys, which was very um well it it had been opened a a couple of hundred years before in um, 1624 um and I think um just before the time we were living there they installed both a brew house and a whipping house so if the boys weren't um sort of singing bawdy songs due to all the sort of um um, alcoholic beverages they had imbibing imbibing throughout the day yes if they were not singing these bawdy songs they were being howled but for for they were in being flogged in the uh, in the whipping house um and in fact percy had to go round a few times and ask them all to keep it down because percy uh, at the time he was um he spent a lot of time in his skiff sort of wafting up river to to bissom um writing his poems um uh, but I was often at home uh, penning Frankenstein and all the sort of, <laughs> one might argue, that the all the howling and wailing as a, as a backdrop to my writing may well have pervaded my imagination. And um, yes, interesting thought. So yes, West Street, purely because that that was home for a while. And um, Percy would sit under the cedar tree there as, as well. Um, um, yes, he was very much one for the open air. Let's see other parts of Marlow. I like that there are lots of lovely little alleyways in Marlow, which are very intriguing. Um, obviously, we have the um, the magnificent suspension bridge, which I have to be honest wasn't there when I was living there. Uh, I, I should just point that out. But um, but that that's a marvellous spectacle for the for the modern visitor. Goodness, yes, uh, w- we have. Um, some wonderful old buildings. Uh, we we have Marlow Place, uh, which is our Grade One listed uh, masterpiece, which has a tunnel underneath it leading down to the river. Very intriguing. Um, and then down river at Bissom, of course, we have Bissam Abbey, which is a sort of sporting place now, which is all rather dull, if you ask me. But um, but you see, formerly um, Bissam Abbey was a, a wonderful. Um, wonderful place for hauntings so the various ghosts sort of tripping around there so um which i won't say too much about because i i might happen to mention those on my uh on my marlowe tours
0: where where can people find you or your tour at
1: oh well thank you mark well apparently there's a thing called google and i mean if you just Type in Mary Does Marlowe. Various things pop up. And uh, we're on sort of various... Um, I've been told to say this. I don't know what any of this means, Mark, quite frankly. But uh, but my acolytes tell me to say that we are on a, a thing called Face, Facebook. Um, and another thing called... um, What's that? Instant Mash. No, no, no. I beg your pardon. Instagram. In, 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 Instagram... Um, but we also have a, a booking facility, and that is called marydoesmarlo.eventbrite.com, and there one can procure tickets.
0: Wonderful. I'm hoping you'll get a few more take-ups. I'd love to be able to come down at some point myself.
1: Well, Mark, uh, that would be delightful. Yes, we would, we would love to see you, but... I hope you have a strong stomach because some of the, some of my after dark tales are, um, shall we say very intriguing, a little disturbing, um, but very appropriate for a dark winter's evening.
0: Sounds wonderfully macabre. Yes, um, and anyone that does want to uh, read or reread Frankenstein or indeed a couple of other books, I do believe The Last Man is available with a Buckinghamshire library card. They can uh, visit Libby and go on the, um, download the eBooks on there. So we've got lots of copies always available uh, as well as The Last Man. And of course, uh, just visiting any of your local libraries. We've got plenty of copies around the county. That's all the questions I had. Was there anything else you particularly wanted to add?
1: Well, only that it has been an absolute pleasure talking to you, Mark. Thank you, Mark, and thank you, Mary Shelley. You can find more podcasts on the Bucks History Festival website and you can connect with us online at Twitter and at Facebook where we are at HistFestBucks. Bye-bye.